Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Hey, so here's the truth. Sex therapy is not something that's very well known and you likely have never heard of it maybe before even listening to this podcast or maybe you've heard of it in a TV show (laughs) which probably means that representation of what it is wasn't the most accurate. You might just be curious about it and how it can help you. So that's what this episode is about. What on earth is sex therapy? Well, I will start with what therapy is in general, because you also might not have ever gone to therapy as an adult or as a couple. So in general, therapy is a way to address a lot of the issues that you might have in your relationship or just give you a safe space to process freely something that's happening in your life. So If you're just going solo, then you might have experienced therapy as being, you know, I talk about my stuff, my therapist gives me feedback, um, and over time, you know, things get better in life, X, Y, Z, sure. Couples therapy is more targeted on y'all's, well, (laughs) I'll speak for myself because there are also many different modalities of therapy, essentially meaning there's different ways that therapists um, use a structure or protocol to address your problems. So not all therapists have the same modality, which is probably why you may have liked one therapist more than another, or you resonate more with one style than another. My style for couples therapy is to ask the couple what their goals are, what their biggest problems are, and how they hope the end result looks for them. And then we work very strategically towards that goal. So each couple is different. They, there may be a lot of, um, <laughs> there will be a lot of me helping them talk to each other. And then we pause and I'm like, okay, wait right there. What just happened there? Cause it seemed like you were saying one thing, but meaning another. And I'm wondering what that might've been. Can you clarify that? Or I might pause them really quickly and say, hold on, hold on, hold on. That style of communication is coming off. I don't know if it's coming off the way you wanted it to. Let's go back to our communication tools. How can we say that differently? Let's try that again. And so what I'm kind of trying to do is help the couple to correct their pattern of communication, the how of their communication, so that they can have reparative experiences. It's kind of like um, rewiring. All of this is rewiring. And the idea is when they practice it in the room, then they bring it home and they practice it at home. And sometimes they go home and they come back and they're like, oh, we forgot everything (laughs) and it didn't go well. That's fine. Let's try it again. And over time they go home and they come back and like, we haven't really been fighting very much. Um... Yeah, it's been a while since our last argument, which I'm like, yes, we're use either we're using our tools and we're improving or we're avoiding. Which one is it? So that's a lot of what couples therapy is, is 
in-depth work into your communication dynamic. Sometimes we'll do some really deep dives because something came up from one of the partner's past, whether it be trauma or family history or, and this part's my favorite, some deep core belief that is so firmly rooted into the way they see their partner in the world that we almost can't do any other work until we go to that core belief and work on changing it. An example of a core belief might be, um, my partner doesn't truly love me. Or another core belief might be, uh, yeah, people get angry and they slam doors and they curse at you and that's just kind of how arguments go. When we can start to change some of those core beliefs and replace them with new ones, then it's almost like, um, people hear me say a lot, the roots versus the fruits, right? We change the roots and you'll start to see different fruit form in your relationship. So that was a very, very overgeneralized version of what couples therapy is like with me. Um, but the reason you need to know that is because sex therapy is an extension of the systemic work that we do in um, just marital therapy. What does systemic mean? <laughs> systemic means we look at the way that all the different parts of your life combine to form the greater picture of what's happening for you. So it's not as simple as, oh, I'm sad. Let me just um, say it's because my partner's mean to me. There might be a lot of factors, right? So let's look at what is your work environment like? What are your sleeping habits like? Your eating habits? Um, what was your upbringing like? And how does that inform the way you see yourself and your partner? What is your sex life like? Do you have a friendship with your partner? What is your career like? Do you feel fulfilled in that? So all of these things, systemic, different systems combine so back to what I was saying, sex therapy is an, in addition to what's already happening in couples therapy. Sometimes I'll hear people ask um, if we could just focus on the sex part, only the sex part, to which my answer is no, because there's too much else happening. It can't be isolated, really. You would be surprised to know how so many things outside of the bedroom are playing out within intimacy. Things you might think have nothing to do with whether or not your partner gets an erection or whether or not you're moist and, and wet and ready to go. And, you know, maybe, maybe you wouldn't be surprised because I think for a lot of women, it would be pretty easy for you to grasp the concept of if the dishes aren't clean, if um, we haven't had any emotional connection in over a week, no, I'm probably not going to be ready to have sex. Right? And sometimes it can go even deeper than that. Okay. So now what does the process of sex therapy actually look like? I will say this. I don't know if you were thinking it, but sex therapy is talk therapy. There is no touching involved. <laughs> The therapist is not touching you. 
I've seen so many depictions of sex therapy in the media, in movies and TV shows where I'm like, that's a violation. That's a violation. What was I watching? Like, um, New Girl? I was watching New Girl and, yeah, this isn't a spoiler, I don't think. Jess's dad starts dating this woman, um... And the woman gets these texts on her phone with this guy and he's like, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. And so Jess is like, dad, look, she's cheating on you. And then the woman goes, no, I'm a sex therapist. To which I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) no, guarantee you that's that's a boundary. Not having any clients that would be okay texting that. That's not what's happening. So just be careful of what you're seeing on the media and interpreting as truth or fact. Um, Anyway, so sex therapy, there is a protocol. You won't likely feel it. And again, I'm only speaking about the way that I do it. You won't necessarily feel it as robot, do this, then do that. Because honestly, I want to make this process as fluid and warm and inviting for you as possible. I don't want you to come into the office and feel like you're going to a clinic or feel like you're just being um, mentally, um, like it's it's just an assessment of, of sorts and there's no emotional connection because the idea is to connect your mind and your body and your spirit and your emotions, and all of them so that they come together for an integrated, intimate life. That's what we're trying to do. So depending on where you are starting out, sex therapy may be, okay, let's let's start with deconstructing what are your beliefs around sexuality so far. I love, love, love working with folks who have come from purity culture, Um, which if you don't know what that is, head to the first and second episodes of the podcast. I talk all about that. But when I talk to people who've come from purity culture and we're looking at what are the first messages you got around your sexuality when you were a child? What did you feel the first time you had an orgasm? What did you feel the first time you kissed someone that you liked and it went further than a kiss? What is the language that you your sexuality is held within right and so if i'm talking to someone and they and it's a couple and they say yeah so we dated um we were getting along really well um we started like fooling around and we like messed up a little bit but then we so i'll let them tell their whole story but then we that's something we would circle back around to because how powerful is that that part of your growing experience with your partner growing in intimacy is in your language held as messed up. If that's part of your dating and getting to know and getting to explore story, and now we get to a part of your relationship where you are you feel like you should be more free to explore sexuality, that that original idea of, oh, we messed up, this is fooling around, this is doing something dirty, that's still in your mind. That's still in there. So no wonder sometimes it can be hard to unblock that and get to a place where you suddenly associate getting naked and grinding and um, doing oral as good and sacred for your relationship 
and enjoyable and fun and open and free, right? It, there's a little bit of a dissonance there. So yeah, sometimes the first part of sex therapy is us focusing on that stuff. What are your beliefs, your cognitions? And what is the language that all of that is expressed within? I also work with people who have like specific sexual dysfunctions. So maybe it's less about just, oh, we don't have sex a lot or we have different desires. Maybe it's more about, I literally can't get hard or um, I can't have orgasms or there's pain anytime he tries to penetrate, right? Dysfunctions. With something like that, we're doing a lot of assessment first to figure out, okay, is this something that... um, definitely needs to have, well, rephrase. There is a very, very high chance (laughs) that there is going to be a medical component to sex therapy work of some sort. So if there's a dysfunction, what we're looking at is, do we need to go see a pelvic floor therapist for an assessment? Because like I said, in sex therapy, your therapist is not touching you, but pelvic floor therapists are getting in there and touching around your pelvic floor to see um, if you have a lot of tightness or if maybe there's a bruised nerve or lots of different things, which you might know as vaginismus. But um, yeah, so maybe it's a pelvic floor therapist. Maybe you're needing to see a urologist if you're a man or a cardiologist to find out about, you know, your blood pressure and how that might impact things. There's a lot of times where I'm wanting couples to go get assessments for depression or um, just figuring out how their medicines might or even their birth controls might impact their sex drive. And so the assessment process, that that was literally like 0.0002% of what goes into us understanding the fullness of what helps your sex life be possible. So you get to have a fun team here. You've got me um, working on you guys as a couple or you as an individual and a lot of your beliefs and, and how to actually practically change your intimate life. And then you've got a doctor who is, or maybe multiple doctors who are making sure that your body is able to um, catch up with or follow through on or participate in all the fun things that your mind and heart are also wanting to do. I think it's fun <laughs> because you deserve care. I, I, I think you should be cared for in a holistic way. If you haven't experienced that level of care yet, or if you feel, or if you're hearing that and you're like, that is too much. We, I, we don't need to go through all that. We'll just push through. Can I pause you there? Why? Why do you want to just push through and, and, and not try? Not take some steps to see this issue changed and different. Do you believe that it can be different? Do you want it to be different? And if you say, well, yeah, obviously I want it to be different, but hello, this costs money. I'll give you that. (laughs) I'll give you that. Sex therapy is an investment. The process of that is an investment. And so I I would love to 
kind of maybe tweak our mindset around that a little bit because there's plenty of things that we are willing to um, spend money on, maybe higher ticket amounts of money on, but we don't always see therapy as being in the same category, right? So if you really, 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 really want to go on a vacation, you're probably going to find a way to make that happen, Um, (laughs) whether it's Disney or an overseas trip or something like you'll save up over time so that you can go on this vacation, right? Okay. Let's keep that same energy. So sometimes for therapy, it might be you find um, the specialist that you'd like to work with. So your therapist and if you need a medical specialist as well, and you're just figuring out, all right, what is the investment for this and over what period of time? Now, we can't guarantee um, after this many sessions, then you will be perfect. But what we can do is say, here's a great starting number of sessions that'll likely get you boosted to this next level based on your specific story, right? So from that, now you can crunch numbers and you can say, how much of my budget will I need to set aside for the next, you know, three, six months or a year so that I can go all in on this my personal job is to get you to a place where you don't need me anymore that's what our homework assignments are for is that you can practice it at home so that you know you can do this without having to rely on coming to the office but when we get here we are working and we're doing um you know we're working through it in a way that is hard for you to do by yourself or just from reading an article on google But there's also, you know, different ways to combine the process. So sometimes it'll be, all right, let's do some sex therapy work and then pause because, you know, budget's a budget and I'll send you off to go do pelvic floor therapy work for a little bit. Then you pause that and you come back and, you know, so it doesn't have to be concurrent the entire time. But if you are able to do it, that's awesome too. You can go all in for a certain amount of time or save up and so you create a little you know therapy nest egg for yourself so that when you do decide to start the process you're not having to think each week about oh boy all right let me move some money around you're just going all right i'm gonna pull it from my fund all inclusive therapy (laughs) experience does that make sense and It's important for you to know, too, that for those of us who do this work, not all, but (laughs) for those like me and some of the colleagues that I work with who do this work, we love what we do. And I'm niched down in this area. So all day, every day, I am talking to people about relationships and intimacy of one form or another all day, every day. And there are colleagues that I like to um, chat with, like Dr. Laura Mayhoffer, who you might have heard on um, a previous episode, I think it's like episode 35, who she's a pelvic floor therapist. Um, And so that's what she does all day, every day. So how cool is it to get these people on your team who this is what we do and think about (laughs) and eat and breathe and sleep most of our time? Like you, you can kind of hopefully relax into that process versus you trying to figure things out. Like we were trained for this so we can help you with it. 
which will probably speed up the process to your recovery, right? I mean, that's what we're here for. Now, how do you get started with all of this? I do think it would be helpful to get started with a sex therapist. I might be biased. I'm definitely biased, (laughs) but because we are sitting in that uh, systemic lens, we can help point you to the next person that you might need on your team. Like, okay, based on this assessment, there's likely some um, hypertonic pelvic floor stuff happening. So here's a pelvic floor therapist that you can talk to, right? But anyway, it is important for you to know that just because someone is a therapist doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to treat intimacy issues. Okay, so that's number one. Um, Because this is additional training. And if someone is a general therapist, meaning that they see all sorts of people, like just across the board, you know, women, women, children, um, adolescents, depression, couples, like if they're seeing all of those things, then they likely aren't as niched down in um, or experienced in this particular area. Not always, but it's just something to consider. So you likely want to talk with someone who this is what they do most of the time, uh, relational work and intimacy work. So as you're looking around for therapists, I would encourage you to interview your therapist. Yes, interview me. That's what my free 15-minute consultations are for, um, which the link to that is going to be in the show notes for this podcast episode. But it's to give you a chance to ask questions and to feel the vibes, right? Like, (laughs) sorry, I have a friend that absolutely dislikes the way I say the word vibes. Anyway, to feel if there is a connection between you and your therapist on a kind of personal human level, because it's also unhelpful if you don't really like your therapist as a human, but you're just kind of pushing through just because, yeah, we we don't, we don't want to do that to you. So you can ask therapists if they do consultations or if you're someone, um, and this probably is a little bit more my style, like as a human, if you're someone who's just fine with emailing and getting the information you need and making a decision, great. Think of some of the questions you might have beforehand, write them out in an email which there's also um, a blog post on my website about with like a literal template of how do you contact a therapist. Yeah, write it on email. Hi, I'm interested in XYZ type of counseling. Here is the issue that I'm dealing with and bullet points here, just some quick questions. I was wondering if you'd be able to answer for me. And your therapist can give you all that information and you can use that and say, okay, let's give it a try. Let's, let's give it one to three sessions um, or just one session, whatever feels less intimidating for you. And if it feels like a good click, boom, we're in it to win it. <laughs> but I also know that that's uh, hard. It's hard. It's vulnerable. It's hard to feel like you're going to share your story over and over again. I get it. But we are here for you. We're waiting for you. It, it genuinely 
makes me feel sad to know that you might be listening to this episode right now and you haven't genuinely laughed with your partner in a while. Or you can't remember the last time you guys had an intimate moment that felt like you were seen, known, and loved. Or that you feel you guys are so, so, so distant that it's basically like you're just roommates right now. Maybe you do have a friendship, but you're basically roommates other than that. Oh, I don't, I don't want that for you. And if you're fine with it, then okay, maybe this whole episode is just for entertainment and has nothing to do with your life, but I don't want that for you. I want you to see your partner and even though it's been you know, five or 10 or 15 years, you see them and you have this warm smile. Maybe it's not the fireworks and lightning vagina from when you were (laughs) dating, but maybe it's a really warm, sweet smile that kind of goes down to your soul where you say, I love this person. And so when you communicate, you feel understood, you feel heard, and you feel that even if we have a moment of argument, we can come back to it and I know it's going to get resolved because I know they care. You feel and you know that to your core. Yeah. That's the couples therapy part. That's an important part. The emotional intimacy part. I want that for you. And even if your drive isn't super duper high, I would love for the times you guys engage in sensual connection, eroticism, sexual intimacy, I would love for you to feel free, released, not tense and tight and overthinking or just spaced out in your brain, but actually with this person that you get to have this moment with them that no one else in the world gets to have. They're for you. They're yours. And you're theirs. And it's an honor for you for that to be true. That's what I want for you. I want you to have a sex life where it's not just about inserting genitals. I want you to have a sex life where you still get to make out every now and then. Or just cuddle on the couch. Go for a walk and hold hands. Take sensual baths together. Or maybe even get playful and have some spicy moments every now and then that are just out of the ordinary that you definitely wouldn't even tell your best friends about, but it's like a fun inside joke and inside memory with you and your boo. I want that for you. So, if you are not there now and you want to be, let's get started. What, what are you waiting for? And that's not meant to be like, no, oh, what are you waiting for? It, it's an actual question. What are you waiting for? If there's something you're waiting for, like, ah, but we're buying a house right now. and Well, that's fine. When's your start date? What's the first step that needs to happen so that we can start to change this? Because I promise you, if you do nothing, that's what's going to happen. Nothing. You're going to continue on this path or 
This is kind of how autopilot works in relationship. You're going to coast for a bit, wake up one day, and something has crashed or something has declined and you can't even pinpoint when or how it happened. I don't want that for you. I really don't. Proactivity is our best bet, okay? So, yeah, I if you can't tell, I love what I do and I know it will help you, so I am excited to work with you. The link to work with me is in my show notes. If you are single um, or if you want to come by yourself but you are in a relationship or you want to come with your partner, all of those are options for, for sex therapy. Yeah. So click the link for the free consultation in my show notes. Let's work together. But if you're like, ah, that's, that's a really big first step. I don't know if I'm ready. That's okay, boo. I got you too. You can also go to the link in my show notes to download my free, um, so it's a non-sexual touch guide for you and your partner. And that's a lot of ways, some of the ways that I actually do teach people um, inside of sessions, it's some of the ways that you and your partner can experiment with or explore touch that does not lead to sex. And that's just been incredibly healing and helpful for some people who are like, I, I, I'm not ready to approach the sex stuff yet, but I do want touch and I do want closeness. How do we do it? That's for you. Link in the show notes. So as always, everything here, everything that I've talked about has one main goal in mind and it is that you will create an intimate life where you feel fully seen fully known, and fully loved. Thank you for listening. We'll talk soon.